Hey, yep, that's yep. I can't hear myself. I can't hear myself either. I can't hear myself. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Free to a Good Home podcast. My name is Michael Hing, and joining it me is World Turtle Day. What do you mean? Right now, the man announcing what day it is <laughs> is our co-host of the show, friend of mine. And uh, Springer of Snacks, Ben Jenkins, what are you talking about? It is World Turtle Day. Who decided You asked that? me before the show, off mic, is there anything I want to talk about? And I said no. And then <laughs> as you were doing the introduction, I remembered that it's World Turtle Day and it just came out. Um, who but decides? This is, a, is that a United Nations official? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's United Nations. Yeah. Is it? Because I feel like that's the kind of thing that the turtle, big turtle, would come up with. Oh, like, like as in like Hallmark. In, in the way that like Coca-Cola has like Coca-Cola Day or whatever. Wait, th- no, no, what? <laughs> they they would have a national day. Yeah. Um, maybe think, Big Turtle. Yeah, because you know you go out, you buy, you know, on Turtle Day, you buy a turtle card for your favorite <laughs> turtle and that's just fucking Hallmark. Uh, it's become so commercial, World Turtle Day. How are you, Michael Hing? I'm really well. Shall we bring in our guest? Oh, so soon. Yes. All right. Um, our guest is former friend of the show. Well, not former, current friend of the show. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't, I haven't seen, I haven't, I haven't asked him what he, how he feels. As you've been on the show before, uh, you'll probably know him from other stuff though. Would you please welcome Chaz Lichardello? Hello there. Can I, uh, please pay tribute to the turtles? Uh-huh. I know this is unscheduled, <laughs> but I think we should all pay tribute to something that turtles have, a feature that turtles have that most people don't associate with turtles and that is punctuality. And the reason I say that, it might sound a bit weird, is because I, I have a tendency, as Ben can testify, to mm. listening to old music just right. because I, I am old. Yeah. And uh, I was actually just recently listening to Turtle Power by Partners in Crime, K-R-Y-M-E, uh, from the Turtle, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie from 1990. Yeah. And I was bemused by a lyric that I, that <laughs> I, I, I heard during that, which was when talking about Turtle Power, to describe Turtle Power, they said they <laughs> didn't say they'd be there in half an hour because they displayed turtle power. Like when there's, Hang on. When, when, when there's something going down, when there's danger going down, they don't say they'll be there in half an hour because they display turtle power. It suggests to me that turtle power is just turning up to places on time. Yeah, well, that's, that's, that's a big part of it. And <laughs> it's interesting because it really does subvert the, um, on World Turtle Day, I'll say it, um, defamatory idea that turtles oh. are somehow slow. I think if Damn. I was slow, though, I would spend more time planning and getting ready because I knew I would know it would take me a long time to get somewhere. Yeah, but yeah, that's but, true. And I the guess... arrogance of the hair that makes me late all the time. <laughs> but you can't plan for danger, Mike. Yeah. Like danger can happen anytime. So they need to be fast. So I I yeah. I, I wanna I wanna give I wanna wrap your knuckles, Ben, for <laughs> furthering that stereotype, yeah. uh, unfair stereotype of turtles being slow because they are fast and on time. Unless as evidenced by part unless, of the Unless unless like Krang is sort of accounting for this in his plans. And he's like, fair's fair. Like we'll give him We'll give them a half hour warning. <laughs> hey, Ben. So they, yeah. I have some real talk. Yeah. Do you think as this podcast like kind of approaches its 50th episode, yeah. do you think you and I are becoming less and less <laughs> confident with the internal conceit of this podcast, which is to go through classifieds? Sure. And so each week we find more and more stuff <laughs> to talk about that is irrelevant at the top of the show. Yeah. A la coin chat. Yeah. A la turtle power. I think you could be- very easily graph that, yeah. <laughs> Um, but do we have any unfinished business w- this week? We do. We've, we've, we've had a couple of people get in contact with us. Um, listeners, you'll remember last week we, we talked about a, a fictional movie um, where somebody hires himself out to be somebody's best friend. This was based on a classified we found. Yeah. And um, Emma McWhortley on Twitter, uh, thanks Emma, has gotten in contact with us and told us that apart from the lack of mini golf, which was a, which is a B plot in our movie, mm-hmm. um, 
This looks pretty similar to the film pitch, and it, it's it's a Kevin Hart vehicle. Right. It's called the Wedding Ringer, mm. and it's about a guy played by Josh Gad, who doesn't have any friends, so hires a man to be his best man in his wedding. Oh, have you seen this film? No, I saw the trailer. The trailer went for three fucking minutes. <laughs> it was one of those trailers where you're like, you said you sound annoyed, but that seems like a reasonable time for a trailer, isn't it? Does it? it? I don't. I know. guess the premise of this film was so flimsy. That like after a minute and a half, you're like, oh, you've done everything you can with this. You say flimsy, but you've ov- you've obviously already gone down the path of like thinking through the logical steps that would happen in this film. Yeah, so you've and that took us out. how long? I don't know, an hour episode? Cons- consult the logs. Are like, you saying the trailer dragged? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Have we got to a point with social media and everything that, that we have such a short attention span that movie trailers drag? Okay, let, let me... <laughs> okay, you know what? I, was, I wasn't going to go into this, but yeah. let, me, let me point out how flimsy this trailer was. Yeah. They used the same scene twice. Not as a callback, <laughs> but to illustrate different points. Right. <laughs> so there's a scene where Kevin Hart and Josh Gad are mm. dancing... And they're dancing to show that, oh, there's a wacky thing that he's going to take him through and, and teach him how to be a cooler guy. It's I kind see. of like, um, it's Hitch meets um, that uh, movie with Ryan Gosling and Steve Carell and Emma Stone. Oh, yeah. Birdman. Nope. Stop saying Birdman. Truly, madly, deeply? No, 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 no. no. It's, it's, it's a phrase like that. I yeah. know the one you're talking about. Oh. Do you think people who have access to Google or maybe know this information <laughs> on top of their head are enjoying watching us or listening to us fumble around in the dark for this? Make them feel superior. Anyway, yeah. um, and then the second time they used the dancing thing was to illustrate a different point. Same scene right. in three minutes. I assume the film goes for like an hour and a half. Hey. And they didn't have enough, enough highlight. To, to put in a three-minute three trailer. Yeah. Uh, and the other person who got in contact with us is um, Natalie Sareff, um, re-bird chat. Mm-hmm. We were talking last week, Chaz, about um, ibises. Um, I can't believe I missed that. Yeah. The filthy bin chicken. And oh. she was saying that there are so many ibises uh, back in Lesotho. Mm. Or Lesotho? I think it's Lesotho. Lizo- I would have said Lesotho. You would have said Risotto. <laughs> <laughs> um, which, is, which is in Africa, sort of one of those countries in a country. It's a landlocked one. Oh, actually, this, I'm going to throw a spanner in the works here. Yep. I know you asked me beforehand, but I think it might be Lesotho. Or Les- I, think, I, think, I think it might be you. Is, Even though it's spelt with an O. Is, is this country like the Siobhan of countries? And that like there, there, there's Siobhan, nothing to... Siobhan. Yeah. Siobhan. That's fine. Well, anyway, that, that's the, that far and away the least interesting thing about what Natalie has to say. <laughs> um, because what she says is that back in that country that we're talking about, mm. um, the government signed a treaty to stop people from shooting them in the middle of the streets. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Who's the treaty with? There needs to be another part, <laughs> party bird, to that treaty. The birds, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's a ceasefire. What were the birds doing? Well, I think, so I actually, I actually don't understand necessarily <laughs> the government's thinking here. So Have we fact-checked Natalie's claim? No, well, we, we don't even know how to pronounce the country she's talking about. I don't think, like, I don't think we're fucking all over this, what to is, be honest. Wait, what is the, the claim here is that the government signed a treaty with yeah. Party X to stop people. Yep. Citizens shooting ibises in the street. In the street. Now, she she begins by saying there are so many ibises that the government had to do this. Mm-hmm. This does not seem like a proactive step to address that problem. No. Oh, right. Because you're saying if there's if if you want less ibises, then don't punish people for killing ibises. This is like a cane toad season kind of situation. I suppose so. Mm. But I mean, like, 
I guess the question is there's probably like collateral damage, like people get caught in the, in the crossfire of the Ibis gang wars. Maybe the problem is it's, it is like a Kane situation and they've introduced something to kill the Ibises, which is crazy people with guns <laughs> who shoot birds. Yeah. And maybe that's a bigger plague now <laughs> yeah, in this particular country. The introduced species of the Elmer Fudd. <laughs> wreaking havoc on the Lesotho. Oh, uh, man. I was about to say immune system, but I meant ecosystem. I know what you meant. Okay, thank you. Um, just quick snack report. Mm-hmm. Thought I'd have to go a little bit lateral for today's guest. It's not his first snack rodeo. Oh, no. Um, went to the shop down the road from where we record. Flavor Country? Flavor Country. Mm-hmm. And I discovered quite recently, after going to Flavor Country for about three years, that there was a nook of Flavor Country that I had not yet explored. It was extremely exciting. Like a Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe kind of cupboard? It was similar to that. A, it, a was very, it was very similar to that. Um, and anyway, what I have here are, they are from a company called E-Fruity, which I think is like a, based on the font, I think it's probably the poor man's gummy. Is it E-Fruity, like email, or is it no, fruity? E-Fruity, actually. Interesting. Oh. Like anyway. E-Coli, like E.Coli. Yeah, just like... <laughs> Um, anyway, they are jalapenos, mm-hmm. um, and they and the, the, their slogan is pepper-shaped gummy candy. Do they also taste? Are they now? This is, is it a thing. spicy yeah. meatball. They are burying the lead here right. because they're not shaped like peppers. They it is a spicy snack. It is. I've right. just tried one, and yeah. I am hot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's on his way to Flavor Country. Tell you that much. Do you yeah. think there's any chance that you and I could get? Sponsorship for this podcast from Flavor Country. I, do, do you think that business is doing a good enough trade? Well, we probably have to use the actual name. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's like one hundred and one of sponsorship. Right. <laughs> Interesting. All right. Oh, yeah. I'm not a corporate seller like you, Ben. <laughs> Can I say, by the way, I I did actually bring something for you, Mike, oh. because because I've been a bit disappointed in Ben's snack reports over <laughs> the last few weeks. He's been dropping a lead a bit, so I thought I'd make him walk the plank, so to speak. They're one of those marshmallow planks. I brought <laughs> a um a box of boogers. Hey. A box of boogers, because I don't know how the vegan thing works, but can you have snot? <laughs> I assume so. I yeah. assume it's I mean, fine. Snot is technically an animal product. Is it? Right, yeah. Because the best thing about the, ba- the, the, the box of boogers I notice is that it can inspire us all because it's got humour all over it. Oh, my goodness. Because uh, this thing's booger flavours. Artificially flavoured. snot melon <laughs> lemon loogie, and sour green boogie. And then afterwards they say... Watermelon, lemon, lime, green apple. Because <laughs> you know how great joking to explain it. Yeah, I like that it's like, snot a melon. Okay, we all have had some fun. But, um, <laughs> oh, well, thank so you very much, Chaz. No problem. I'll get uh, into those. Hey, um, I also have, a ve- I, know, I know we're approaching 10 minutes on the, uh, on the clock. Yeah. But uh, I also have something I wanted to mention. Sure. Which is that, uh, thank you to everyone who came out and I, I, did, I did a TEDx talk. Yeah. This week, Ben. Uh-huh. Uh, in, in line well, we with spoke my... about this last week. Did we? Yeah. All oh, right. Well. It was, it was a lot of fun. Thank you to everyone who hung around and said hello. But during it, speaking of sponsorship, I was asked uh, to go and do some sort of like corporate sponsorshipy stuff with the people that I think 3M, they make like, they make like post-it, post-it notes, notes and, yeah. and like stationary and, stuff. And, and um, nerve gas. Too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do they? Well, I don't know. I just want to make you feel bad. <laughs> well, I well, I, this wasn't. They didn't tell me I was going to do that, right? Yeah. So what what happened was I'd just come off stage, and then my sort of handler, because they they give you a handler for the day who like really? runs around the opera house and tells you where to go and stuff. Okay. Right. So yeah. this person's running me around. They come grab me. They're like, "Hey, you've got a sponsorship commitment now." I'm like, "I didn't know anything about this, but yeah. oh, look, you know, I don't feel super comfortable doing it, but I guess I can't yeah. say no now. I'm already in the bowels of the thing." And they drag me over to the 3M people. And the 3M people have set up a booth outside the front of the opera house. And they've uh, got this big wall with all these pages all over it. And they've got a cartoonist who has drawn pictures of all the speakers from the TEDx conference, right? In dune buggies? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Roller skating, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, snowboarding, yep. <laughs> doing a flip on a skateboard. And 
they've brought me up there now and then it becomes immediately apparent that the cartoonist was that they were expecting someone much more sophisticated and important than I am, right? Because yeah. everyone else at this TEDx conference is doing like, like Charlie Teo was doing one, like a, sure. like, a, like a very famous surgeon is doing one, the climate change people are doing one, and then they got old Hing doing his jokes. Sure. And they were like, who the fuck is this guy? Was it like, you are not Elon Musk? Yeah, yeah. exactly. It was like, okay. you haven't invented Google at all. Had he like already drawn Elon Musk and was just like, oh, fill in whatever he's wearing. Well, this the... is the other thing, is the cartoonist was like, oh, look, I'm just, I have to go on lunch now. And yeah. it was like, and so he bailed. And then, and then, so I was left with another guy who was like, "Oh, don't worry, I can, I can do your bloody cartoon though." And I'm like, "Can you?" <laughs> and so <laughs> there is at the opera house now a wall. I assume they packed it up, but somewhere at three AM because they filmed all this. There is like interview with Charlie in front of his cartoon of him. Interview yeah. with you know Tony Fry with his picture of him, and then there's interview with person who they don't know anything about. And mm. why would they? I'm a fucking nobody. But it's me in front of, I kid you not, a stick figure <laughs> with an arrow to it that says Michael Higg. <laughs> <laughs> Do you reckon that the guy who was like, no, I got this, how soon into the piece was he like, Fuck. About three seconds because he said to me, so you're here to talk at TEDx today. What was your talk about? Oh, and the interview went from there. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that is excellent. Can I just really say on the back of that, I know we're, you know, really stalling here, but I did a gig last night at the Sydney Writers Festival. I was hosting it mm -hmm. and I had to do a little bit of gear at the top. And I did um, some stand-up I've done before that went okay. That was fine. Sydney, Sydney Writers Festival audiences are always a little bit unpredictable. Um, then I did five minutes of probably the worst stand-up I have ever done. Wait, was it most poorly received or you think objectively that was the worst material okay, you look, ever delivered? This is a really interesting, almost philosophical question. <laughs> I, if a joke is told and no one, is, and no one yeah, laughs, is it a joke? I, it's, it's a bit of stand-up that I was basically bullied into doing by uh, friends of the podcast, Zoe Norton Lodge and Mark Sutton. Okay. Where it I, seems like you're already kind of shifting <laughs> from this terrible gig. Where I, where I go through the alphabet letter by letter and make jokes. So right. there's 26 jokes? That, well, some of them are heaped together. Right, okay. But just to give you a little taste. Did, and wait, did you say this to the audience? Oh, hey, is, is it the way that it's like an Easter egg for anyone who knows? Or did you say to the audience, I will now perform 26 jokes for Easter No, no, no. It starts with like, gosh, bloody alphabet's great. Oh, <laughs> my God. Imagine how you'd be if you're in the audience by the time you got to about F. Yeah, and you thought, yeah. oh, my God, there's 20 more of these coming. Yeah. Like I a little, little sample of the kind of, um, of, the kind of Jake's talking about is... Uh, Q and U are in many ways the uh, mismatched buddy cop duo of the alphabet. <laughs> that's that that that's the highlight. That's a, that's a taste. It's <laughs> okay. a taste. This is a real wedding ringer uh, kind of trailer. Yeah. Of this joke cost <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah, so that was pretty. That was pretty bad. And I felt bad because... Like, did, you, it's, it's, did you commit? Did you go all the way through to Z? I committed. Oh, well, that's good. But I think it's important. Like, yeah, you fucking is. lean into it. And then we, you know, <laughs> we laughed later on as an audience about it. Um... <laughs> It was funny, I kind of brought it up maybe like 45 minutes later and I realised we weren't quite ready to, <laughs> <laughs> to, to, like, to yeah, joke it about it. It is too soon for you to joke about yeah. that. <laughs> um, but all in all, um, everyone else did really well in the gig, so good on, <laughs> on, on them. All right, let us crack into the classifieds. Yeah. This one is taken from Gumtree and it's from the Yaguna area. Hello, Yaguna. And is in the Antiques, Arts and Collectibles. Where's Yaguna? I think it's out near Bankstown. Okay. It's in Sydney, I believe. Oh, uh, those boogers are not nice. <laughs> they're so... Not your regular gummy, according <laughs> to the box. Yeah, well, there you go. Sorry, Hing, as you were. <laughs> and it reads, love wedding stand, $1,800, but negotiable. 
And I don't know if you can see from the photo, but it is, it is, it's been a bit cut off, but it's a L kind of a six-foot-tall L, a six-foot-tall O, a V, and an E. Bit of, bit of alphabet gear there. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and it's been posted yesterday, and it reads like this. Why rent love when you can buy love? Australian, <laughs> custom-made with Warwick fabric, made for all special factions. I think she means functions. Well, used uh, once. Oh, okay. it's factions, consonants, vowels. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> There's all kinds. So used what's once. happened here yeah. is someone has had some six foot tall love letters made, mm, maybe yeah. eight foot tall. They're very big. They, yeah, they do look. They do. Look, I mean, that's a house for perspective that I'm looking at. Yeah, yeah. And they are now. They've used it once. Yeah. And they've gotten rid of them. Okay, I, I don't. Want, I don't want to get this off on an unseemly note, but they're the ones who introduced the concept of buying love. And yeah. this has been used once. Yeah. And only once. <laughs> and I don't want to know how it's been used for. That's all I'm saying. I would think that it's probably uh, someone's wedding or something. Yeah. But then if you have these made, Ben, you're a married man. Chaz, are you are I am a married man. That's right. You, yeah. And at your, your various weddings, I'd... I don't know. But did you have giant love letters? I had my yeah, entire we, vows. But we, <laughs> all of them. But we rented them. We rented love. Um, can I just throw this out there? Mm -hmm. Somebody's gone and bought uh, a big thing that says Vol. <laughs> <laughs> I, saw you frantically, I saw you frantically scribbling just about 30 seconds before you made that joke, Ben. And I was like, I wonder what he's writing down. And it was, uh, you were doing a little bit of anagram work, weren't I was. You? <laughs> I, I'm a bit embarrassed that I had to do that. And they've, they've bought Vol and they've gone, well, this won't bloody sell. <laughs> what else have we got? Well, they used it once for their Vol fair. Yeah. They've done some scribbling of their own and gone, hang on. <laughs> Eighteen hundred dollars though. These are custom made. How much is that per letter? Oh, it's what uh, four fifty. Oh, fifty five hundred. Yeah, a little less than five hundred dollars. Yeah. Fuck, that's a lot. I know, yeah. right? Because like, okay, when things are big, you, okay, this is this is this is not necessarily as much of a rule as I'm going to make it sound like. <laughs> when things are big, when yeah. things are big, and you're paying a lot for them. Part of what you're paying for is like the complexity of the structure, right? Yeah, the, the internal kind of like... Yeah, uh, yeah. And freestanding, strong, exactly. yeah. blah, blah, blah. blah. Um, these are... None of these letters are even any of the hard letters. I mean, I suppose a V is difficult to make stand up. <laughs> All right, so there's no Q here. Well, try there, and make an O no stand up. Sign. In many ways, um, <laughs> Q and U. <laughs> oh, no. All right, let's go through. What was your L joke? Oh, I just had a joke about Elemento, all the gangs there. So, <laughs> so that's L and o, what's your V joke? V was running with a bad crowd. The point is, it doesn't matter. <laughs> point, is, point is, I can't go back. Can never. Can you imagine if you get, okay, so you, you're going to get married. You have these built, these eight foot tall letters mm. built for your wedding. Then uh, wedding night, you go home, go on your honeymoon, you get back. And then in your house, there's just these giant cumbersome letters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you bring up with your partner that you want to sell the love yeah, letters? It's a tough, oh, it's, yeah. a, it's a tough, what I think has happened here is, it opens with what's wrong with the premise of this wholesale. Exactly. Which is, why rent love when you can buy it? And it's like, there is an extremely good reason <laughs> why you would rent this. Because it is a one-time deal. You will never, ever need this again. And you, Michelle... Like, can't take, you didn't take your own advice yeah. at the time, yeah. and you bought it. Yeah, like, I, I feel like Michelle knows the answer to this yeah. question. Why <laughs> rent love when you can buy it? Well, well actually, twist my arm, tell you why. Um, 
Because you'll never ever need it again, and ever. that's really good reasons to rent something. Look, it's it's a good reminder of your wedding, that's for sure. Yeah. Like if you're worried about, yeah, you know, if you have about a photo, get a photo done. Well, there is that. <laughs> <laughs> you have defeated that theory. <laughs> uh, I, I, I got one more theory. It doesn't have to be a wedding. It could be one of those. It could be someone who's made a zany film clip about love, and they need oh. letters for people to play with mm. and do you know funny buggers with. You know, oh, ho, 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 antics. Yep. Oh yeah. Yep. Yep. This could have been. You could still used, rent it though. This could have been used in a viral proposal. Video. Oh, you know, yeah. Some sort of thing at the end of it. Oh, will you marry me? Yes. And then people run oh, out. Oh, I've got it. Yeah. I've got it. <laughs> this isn't Michelle at all. This is Jennifer. Oh. This is Jennifer Love Hewitt. <laughs> this is part of her mansion. Yeah. That's what. That's why you'd have it for. And she's finally decided to get rid of that stupid part of her name. What yeah. level of success? What yeah. level of success? Well, no, think? no. It's. I think. I think what it is is she's fallen on tough times. Oh, yeah. And she doesn't want to sell the Jennifer or the Hewitt. But she's really, uh, okay, yeah, I could probably get away with just the love. <laughs> at what level of success do you have to be at where you are obliged to have giant naming made of your own? <laughs> Whatever level of success Chase is at. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Dallow costs a lot. Yeah, Let me yeah. tell you. 450 times a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's move on. Ben, do you have one? I do. By the way, listener, if you just heard an edit point there, um, <laughs> what just happened was I had a coughing fit for about a minute uh, because of the jalapeno candies. Uh, so, uh, in many ways, hoisted by my own <laughs> snack. Never happens with boogers. No, yeah. that's true. Say what you like about them. And now are. you've returned here with a glass of water. That you, the, the only glass you've brought back is a wine glass that you're now going to be drinking water of. Fancy much? Yeah, well, it's the only vessel you're allowed in the ABC. <laughs> Because <laughs> Chardonnay, you see. Oh, it started off as wine, but Ben is Jesus. That's true. So. <laughs> He's reverse Jesus, yeah. yeah. All right, okay. Benjamin. So, this is $5,000. What? From Lugamo, or Lugamu in New South Wales. And it's titled, Ditch the Witch Anti-Carbon Tax Sign. Okay. So, Ditch the Witch Anti-Carbon Tax Sign. Sign. This is the historic protest sign seen nationally and internationally during the No Carbon Tax campaign by Australians. This piece of political history helped heighten public awareness throughout Australia. Our Prime Minister, Tony Abbott, was regularly seen beside the sign. Regularly? Once. <laughs> the sign that helped topple the very unpopular Labor government. Offers over $2,900 will be considered. The sign comes in a case with a certificate of authenticity and will gain value predictably as the years Progress. So it's, it's in a case. It's like the Tony Gregg of sexism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's memorabilia. Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. So should we give a bit of context for this? Yeah. I suppose so, yeah. So back in uh, probably 2009 or so? Uh, would have been 20, 2011. 2011. Yes, you're right. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, sh uh, there was a big political issue in Australia. was a carbon tax yeah. uh, introduced by a Prime Minister, Julia Gillard. Um, and uh, at the protest, Prime Minister, the, the op then opposition leader, now Prime Minister Tony Abbott, was seen next to a sign that said "Ditch the Witch" with a kind of caricature of Gillard yep. on a broomstick. And yep. a lot of people criticised this as being a very sexist kind of uh, attack on our Prime Minister. Then yep. that he shouldn't have posed next to. Basically. Exactly, exactly. And now you can buy it. And now you can buy it for five thousand dollars. <laughs> now, as far as political protest signs go. This is, as much as we laugh at this, this is probably one of the most famous ones in Australian history, isn't it? It's amazing that our protest, um, it's one of the most famous images of protest. It's our guy in Tiananmen Square. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I can't, if you think about Australian political history, it's this sign and then 
a Prime Minister of ours went missing. That's it, I think. <laughs> that's that's the whole thing. <laughs> now, you both work on Australian political satire television shows yeah. or have in the past. Do you think this is, Chaz, do you think this is as worth $5,000? Look, I, I feel like that $5,000 is a lot of money to spend on rampant sexism. I could provide <laughs> I could provide it much cheaper than that, yeah. I must say. Well, how many copies of Zoo Magazine does five grand <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's a lot. I can, can actually point out an irony if we're talking about the, uh, the political context in which it's in. Mm. Remember, this rally that the Ditch to Witch was for was about... How the, about the high cost of the carbon tax, how it was destroying these people. So that someone who cared so much about that now expects someone to spend $5,000 for a piece of paper. Listen well, to that context. Well, now that the carbon tax has been repealed, maybe they're like, well, now we can afford this finally. Yeah. Now finally this can get a fair price. Yeah. Are they worried about like imitators? You know what I mean? Like they're providing you with a certificate of authenticity, which suggests that there has been a market of these counterfeit Ditch well, the Witch signs. it wouldn't be hard to reproduce. Well, it? see, I've looked at this because there's a couple of photos on there that you can kind of contrast and compare. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure this is the real thing. Oh, right. I mean, like, yeah. Also, I don't know how they would get a certificate of authenticity. <laughs> like, who is issuing that? Like, are they going to the fucking mint? Like, I... <laughs> <laughs> I guess if I guess you write your own certificates of authenticity, don't you? We don't like to write around reviews. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like if if you're providing if you're providing a product, you're the one who gets to make this certificate of authenticity. Yeah, it might be a stat deck. Right, that'd oh. be a weird stat deck to witness. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but also, like offers over two thousand nine hundred dollars will be considered. That's a weirdly specific number. Yeah, it's yeah. just over sort of half of what they're asking. You know, it's about two yeah. thirds of what they're asking. So, like, while this person is a wordsmith and an artist, maybe not a negotiating expert. Does it cost two thousand eight hundred ninety nine dollars to produce a certificate of authenticity? <laughs> <laughs> is that what's going on? <laughs> also, I love that that like you know. You know, a bit of sales talk in any Gumtree ad, but yep. this really does feel to be overreaching. The sign that helped topple the very unpopular Labor government. <laughs> because already, like, if you, like it, it's kind of halfway. Because if you're saying the sign that helped untopple, helped topple a government, that's amazing. But it's like the sign that helped topple an already very unpopular government. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're, they're already, the clue is in the yeah. already. Yeah, exactly. I do feel like, though, if you had this hanging up in, in your wall, there's a certain risk, yeah? When, when people walk into your house, they might, React poorly to that. They could. <laughs> that, that's on your wall. So I feel like if you were going to buy something like that, you would want to have something to balance that out to show people that you are a nice person, right? Who wouldn't be a mm. rampant sex. I can think of something you could purchase mm -hmm. out the front of your yard. <laughs> that uh, <laughs> four that big might, letters. Yeah, that <laughs> <might>. bowl. <laughs> <Huge>. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe you might buy this as a never again. Kind of oh, memento. Yeah. Like, look, we'll never make that mistake again. You know? Yeah. This, we'll put this we'll put this ditch the witch poster up to remind us to never be swayed yeah, by public or, cartoons again. Or you could use it as the centerpiece for your like conservative politics answer to Planet Hollywood. Like I feel like that's <laughs> <laughs> that and like, you know, this and the famous blue tie that he was criticized for wearing. And You'd want to be careful though. Even if this was for just for ironic reasons or for commemorative reasons or whatever, you want to be careful because you wouldn't just annoy yeah, people who uh, support the Labor government or, or people who don't like referring to women as witches, but you would also annoy witches. That's and true. Th and they have means of retribution. Yeah. So you really don't want to get them offside. Exactly. That's very true. I mean, you say you're worried about them as a constituency. I'd be worried about them as a cons witch. I just like, let's by the way, fast. that you said... You, you know, you know how you said you'd be worried about them as a constituency, and I was like, I don't recall saying. Oh. <laughs>
That was the uh, the, the stick figure with Michael Hinn <laughs> of, of jokes. <laughs> that, was, that was a real uh, alphabet of jokes, if you ask me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moving on. Let's move on to something a lot more savoury from Craigslist. Hooray! Okay, this is actually posted in Sydney. Mm. Uh, I want to give a young guy a wedgie! Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, you know. You know it. <laughs> I want to give a young guy, legal to 25, some wedgies. Already, the goalposts are moving. Now it's some wedgies. <laughs> and maybe have him strip, play around, wrestle, etc. Mm. I'm 25 and fit. If you're interested, get back to me. Picks and stats appreciate it. I'd like to know what stats he's yeah. interested in. Like baseball cards. <laughs> and the number of wedgies. <laughs> uh, underwear. What I'm interested content. In, in this about, what I'm interested with here is... <laughs> The kind of person who would post this ad, right? I think yeah. it's someone who maybe never got to give wedges in high school, maybe? Do you think that's Oh, do you think they could have been wedged in high school? And, oh, now they're looking, and yeah. I think they've kind of... You can't post something on Craigslist that's just like, hey, I just want to give someone a wedgie. So they've hinted at the idea of a sex thing on top of it. You know what I mean? Oh. I, I think that's a great idea because... I think I might be saying to that because I, I was noticing that he refuses to... to have or give wedgies to anyone over 25, which seems strange to me. Mm, yeah. Like he yeah. is himself 25. Yeah. And yet he, re- he discriminates against anyone who's like a day older than him. Which seems very strange. Like, <laughs> yeah. what is it about 24 year olds are giving wedgies to? So if it's yeah. high school recreation, that makes perfect sense. Exactly. Also, like, it's kind of like the reverse of virtually every single ad on Craigslist, which is like, it's a, not, it's a completely non sexual thing masquerading as a sexual thing. Right, well, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, usually it's like, hey, like, come, do you like, do you like going on picnics? Maybe we could do that and you could suck my dick. Like, <laughs> this is, this is like, hey, do you want to, do you want, can I give you a wedgie? And ooh, there's some sexy things after that. Tell you, tell you that much. Well, we'll definitely I, do it. I don't think you should make any conclusions though, Ben, because it, there's a lot of confusion here. Like, I know this, for instance, he wants to give wedgies, but he also says maybe have him strip. Now, obviously, those two thoughts are at odds with each They're other. Absolutely mutually exclusive. <laughs> because, because you need underwear to have a wedgie. And, and, and for me, actually, the biggest question, I reckon, is, while I'm on running hot, is the bit in brackets, which I just, I just zoomed past it. You guys might not have noticed. I want to give a young guy, legal to 25, some wedgies. Now, is there a law I don't know about <laughs> that you can't give people over 25 some wedgies? <laughs> What's going on here? Yeah. I have no. I mean, he's just like it would be inappropriate for me to wedgie anyone under the age of. Well, there's a there's a wedgie age of consent, isn't there? I don't know. <laughs> Is there? That's the only explanation. That's well, I mean, like if you okay, if you if you if this was a completely non-sexual thing and you just wanted to wedgie somebody and you didn't specify that and then like a kid shows up, I don't think that's gonna work out very well for you. It's it's gotta be sexual, doesn't it? I mean, he's saying he's saying a young guy. He's excluding yeah. girls now. Now, off the back of the ditch to witch, the sexism is endemic in the society, <laughs> even for wedgies. But you can't. Can, can you wedgie a girl? Well, hang well, on, hang on. Doesn't Does, isn't what she has uh, a torso? She has. She isn't has a wedgie? Isn't what makes a wedgie particularly uncomfortable? Is the way you. This is too, these, you are two gentlemen who've never been wedgied. I expect. Oh. Yeah, I've been wedgied. I feel like what makes a wedgie particularly uncomfortable is the way your testicles ride up. Okay, at the wedgie point. Do you know what wedgie is? It's like being something being wedged, right? What? Yeah, it's like. But do you, you know where Michael's testicles are? <laughs> it's like it's 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 when. <laughs> yeah, Ben, where are my testicles? If you're so smart, it's like it's it goes it it it, it it's it's a bum thing. It yeah, hurts I, your think bum. I think it's a bum thing. I really do. Interesting. How have you been wedging people? How have I been? I 
I, look, I, I've not been wedging that many people, but I've certainly <laughs> been wedged in the past. And my understanding of what made it uncomfortable was the way my balls were dragged back. Maybe you were just focusing on that. Mike, Mike, what were your stats? Yeah, <laughs> what were your Look, Before got, we get too deep on my, do you know a guy in the uh, a guy in the states was recently atomic wedgie to death? What? Yeah. What he got wedged so yeah, hard. Sorry, not by like the state. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they've had these issues with the, uh, the the cocktail of drugs they've been trying to pass at the Supreme Court lately. A lot of uh, yeah, and so they've just. Yeah. It's Alabama. Interesting. They've legalized yeah. death by atomic yeah. wedging. Think right, you have one? Let's do this. This is also from Craigslist. It's from Melbourne. Personals. Casual encounters, casual encounters, and it says, "Have you considered the porn theater?" <laughs> hmm. Now, can't say I have. I feel like before I read this out, having scanned through it, I think it's, I think it has been written by a party that wants to seem as though they're impartial, but they are in fact not impartial. <laughs> if you know what in I the, mean. Uh, in the consumer affairs biz, this is called astroturfing. Yes, exactly. All right. Hey guys. A lot of dudes on here are looking for a quick, no-fuss, easy hookup. Adverts here mean having to make arrangements with people, often to no avail because of all the time wasters. I bet very few of you have considered or even know about the benefits of the porn cinema. (laughs) They are all over Melbourne. So convenient, there will most likely be one near you. If anyone has any questions about what goes on or wants to know more, get in touch. Perfectly suited to married slash bi guys that want absolute discretion. Okay. <laughs> okay. There's a, there's a little bit to unpack here, I feel. Yeah, I think, what, so I think what's going on in is it's 2015. He's been running the family porn cinema yep. for, you know, 60 years or something. Yep. You know, he, he was passed down from his yeah. grandfather to his father to him. He's like the filth Shoshana in, <laughs> yeah. uh, in Inglorious Bastards. And you know what? It's hard out there for... I mean, porn cinemas would be suffering the same fate as a lot of video stores, I think. Absolutely. You know, 2015, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. And so this guy's going, look, we're going to have to break into the market. We need to break into this online. We need yeah. this to go viral, whatever that means. And then, sh- yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he's just like... It's basically just standing in a crowd going like, porn cinemas? Yeah. What? Has anyone heard these? Anybody? Because, because you're right. Like, even if this guy, it doesn't really, like, even if even if this guy is just a, a, a punter and a fan of the porn cinema, it does not sound like it's the thriving beat that he is sort of suggesting it is because mm. he is saying, hey guys, what if you... I think a lot of you probably don't even know about this. Based things. on the numbers in this porn cinema, I think that probably bears out that theory. <laughs> I gotta say, I, I'm not worried about the you know, the the torrents, etc., when it comes to porn cinema, because there seems to be a very distinct quality to this particular porn theatre. If if I could draw your attention to the photo, mm-hmm. which is that uh, there is there is a guy sitting there watching. Well, he's not watching the movie screen. What he's watching <laughs> is two naked men next to him where one is going down on the other one. He's actually watching four naked men. So there's a guy who's... Th- this, this image, and I, I, we probably can't put it up on the Facebook because we'll get flagged. <laughs> but basically, it's four dudes having two separate sets of sex in That's the right. cinema. That's right. And then there's a guy there who's clearly just there for the movie. Hey, I'm right. trying to watch the Avengers. <laughs> yeah. It'd be very difficult to download this experience, I fear. <laughs> See, that's, that, that <laughs> illustrates perfectly my next point, which is the other selling point that he has is this is perfectly suited to guys who want discretion. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those guys are not very discreet. Yeah, I don't think that this is. <laughs> okay, I've been to Melbourne a couple of times. I've been to Mel- I mean, we all have. We've all yeah. been to and I've been to the movies in Melbourne, and yeah. that did not happen. Yeah, well, I was going to say, like, are these porn cinemas secret? 
Or... No, they're everywhere in Melbourne. Really? All over the CBD. <laughs> and the reason I know this is uh-huh. because, is because <laughs> a friend of ours, I should say friend, an acquaintance of ours, Ben, when you and I went down to Melbourne in yep. 2007 to do our very first comedy festival show, yeah. there was a gentleman who was our, I guess, like tech helper. Yep. Like yep. He was kind of a, a volunteer, sure. helped us out a bit. And do you remember how he downloaded so much porn onto my computer that he broke it? Do you remember That's that? right. This is a guy, Chaz, who fi- we were at one day doing like, you know, Melbourne stuff. Flyering, flyering trying to get people to get yeah. the show. You know, try- yeah, trying to sell tickets to this show. Yeah. And this guy was like, oh, I'm feeling real sick today. I'm just going to stay in. And we're like, oh, all right. And then I got back like, at, you know, 10 o'clock or whatever that night after the show. <laughs> and I went to turn on my computer, which I brought down. And I was like, oh, my computer seems to be full and broken. I wonder what's going on here. And like pop-ups are just appearing everywhere. And I'm like, what's happening here? And then I uh, was like, oh, there's all these new folders everywhere. That's weird. And so I started just kind of looking at what happened. And this man had just downloaded in like the eight hours he'd been spending by himself in our apartment. He just filled my computer to the brim with pornography. And he'd like organized it. And there was like, it was gigabytes of the stuff. And this is back in 2007, right? And so he just stayed at home. And so I confronted him about this. I was like, hey, have you filled my computer with pornography? And he's like, have I done that? Have I? Yes. Yes. Like he wasn't using like a streaming website or something we can just get rid of. He wasn't using a website. He'd been like torrenting it and saving the files. These are large files you're talking about. Yeah, like to fill a computer. It needs to be like 3D video. Exactly. Such high definition. And then... Like, so we had a bit of a, not a huge argument, but just he apologized and we're like, all right. And I was like, okay. Oh, sorry. Can I add to this? This was a desktop computer. Right. This was a desktop computer in the communal lounge room in the apartment. (laughs) (laughs) But he was like, oh, you know what? I can be pretty sure they won't be coming back today because they're working very hard on that show. (laughs) So then, oh my God. So then I was like, I said to him, all right, just... I think everyone would feel much more comfortable <laughs> if you weren't wanking for eight hours. If you didn't in use my computer ever again, I don't think he'd be more comfortable. <laughs> I was like, look, I, you know, I hate to be the one, to, but you're banned. You're banned from the computer. You're allowed to use the computer. And then, like two days later, he he asked me, he's like, "Hey, is there anywhere in um in Melbourne that we can just like use the internet or whatever?" And I was like, <laughs> "Wonder yeah. what for?" Yeah, well, I said, "Yeah, you can just go to like." If you just need to check your email, you can go to like a 7-Eleven or something. Yeah, just go down to the local thing. church. Yeah. There's, uh, yeah. there's internet connection they have internet, internet cafes. In fact, in the town hall, they used to have, where the Melbourne Comedy Festival happened, they used to have these computer stations where you can just check your Facebook and your email. Yes, that won't, that won't work. Yeah. <laughs> okay, fast forward to like three days after that or so. I'm walking down uh, Swanson Street and near where all like the boost juice and the opal shops are and you know all the touristy stuff there's also just like club triple x kind of like porn theaters mm. and i see this guy walk out of one and i'm like ah oh, what are you doing in there and he's like oh just it's 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 much cheaper to use the internet at one of these places than at a 7-Eleven. <laughs> Oh dear oh that is so good I'm, have you considered the porn theater i've got to say I am now considering the porn theatre. And the reason why is not because I love butts, but because there are a lot of butts in that picture. But uh, I'm just looking at that picture, thinking about porn theatre, and clearly anything goes, right? Yeah. Anything goes in this particular theatre. No holds barred affair. I am, don't matter you, I'm sick to death of going to the cinema and putting my my feet on the seats in front of me and people go off at you. Yeah. Oh, you're eating chips. Oh, can you calm down? I want to go to a theatre 
where you can enjoy a movie yeah. and you can put your feet on the theatre. And I reckon, and put your feet on the seats. Yeah. I reckon that is the theatre. That's exactly. It's anarchy there. <laughs> you can do what they're doing. Yeah. I can put my, seat, my in, feet in the seats in, in front fact, of me. In fact, you and I were chatting the other day. We went and saw Mad Max. We did. And we were chatting before about where, what, the, what the upper bar of, of food you can eat in the theatre was. Right. And we said, you'd probably have to draw the line at curry. Mm. Not there, mate. No, not, not there. there. Not, not there. there at all. This is a, you could like, fucking wheel in a Bay Marie. <laughs> Let's move on. Chaz? Yeah, do me make this a bit more intellectual. Let's get out of the yeah. gutter. Uh, this one is from Gumtree, uh, from the Wanneroo area. Wanneroo? I think so. Mm-hmm. Employ my brain. See, no more porn theatre now. It's about brains. <laughs> uh, now, hello, I am Richard's brain. <laughs> How cute. Uh-huh. And I am seeking employment. Uh, I am a creative, ambitious individual. There's been limited to this cranium. Oh my God, this guy's very funny. And to be honest, wait for it. It's doing my head in. Ah, that's good. That's good. Ah, yes. I'm looking for a new outlet to let my creativity and ability to invent flourish. If you'd like to read the boring bits about what my body has achieved, please get in contact with Richard regarding our resume. We would both like to hear from you. Thanks, Richard and Richard's brain. And wait for it. This is not a joke. <laughs> it certainly is not. See, it's like... The, it's <laughs> not like, a good one. <laughs> it, it's like the copywriters on Boogers yeah. having to be like, Snot melon! It is watermelon. Just need to, need so, to be So clear. this is a person who's posting a resume or no, a It's a brain. It's a brain. It's a brain, Mike. But they've decided brain. to take a creative tack. Yes. They're, they're not using... The, and interestingly, they haven't actually posted their CV. No. They expect you, though, to be, as a prospective employee, Just to be so employee. So impressed. To, to be, be honest, so impressed. I was surprised this wasn't signed off Todd Sampson. <laughs> 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 um, wow. Now, yeah, I mean, in some ways, in, oh, in some ways, because, you know, I've been in the position where I've been really looking for jobs and work, and it's really hard, and it gets you down, and, like... I feel so bad to even be like, what a dickhead, but what a dickhead. Like, <laughs> well, Chaz, you're the only one of us here who runs a company oh, yeah. and employs people on a regular basis. Is this the kind of thing that you're looking for? I've already booked my flight to Wanneroo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am head hunting. <laughs> wow. It's infected. Now, honestly, there is, a, there is a place in comedy. For this kind of thing. I, I, I draw your attention to Herman's Head. series <laughs> <laughs> in the 90s. Have you seen that there's a new Pixar movie coming out that is Herman's Head? Really? Yeah. It's just people living in a brain. Yeah. It is like straight up Herman's Head. Oh, no. But not a... Not a oh, fuck. Yardley Smith in sight. That's her name? That's yes. her name. That's yeah. her name. Pixar had such a great run for a while, yeah. didn't they? Um, what, what kind of jobs do you think? But that's the thing. Because it's not comedy. So he, doesn't even, <laughs> he doesn't even specify. He's like, yeah, he's Richard like Brain, Richard does this, this, and this. Um, and you know, I, I want to invent stuff. It's like, okay, well, you don't need to give you a job to do that. Like, you've already invented this incredible character. What? Like, <laughs> <laughs> not to mention, if I was an employer, you ask me how I would deal with this person, I'd be nervous because the last person, the last time I saw someone personify to this level inanimate objects, it was Fight Club. Yeah. And, and now that ended up. I, I am wanna... Jack's terrible recipe. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried about this guy. I mean, I mean yeah, we're talking about employing brains. I mean, yeah, when you think about the things brains have done in the past, wait, wait, pinky in the brain. Yeah. We're to- Krang, 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 we're talking turtle power day. Oh, <laughs> man. Don't run a mile from this brain. How did you, how did you find that? 
I think I might have been searching Gumtree for inventions. Sorry, Mike. I might have been searching (laughs) Gumtree for inventions. Let's keep the fiction going, No, somebody, (laughs) a a guest recently destroyed that fiction. I can't remember who it was, but they were like the fucking masked magician. Yeah. Um, Go on, Mike. No, 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 the question question I'm asking, the reason I'm asking that is, is um, how does he expect people to find that, I guess, is my... I guess if you're searching Gumtree for inventors... Which I was, because I thought there would be some fun inventions. Not really. Not, yeah. a, lot of, not a lot of inventors peddling their wares on Gumtree. Oh my god! Hey, uh, yeah, you, it's under invention. Do you guys want one? This is kind of thematic. Yep. This is um, on the theme of the very first one we did, actually. Hmm. This is um, <clears throat> wanted my wedding dress. Oh. This is from Canning Vale in WA. Oh. Did you purchase a pre-loved wedding dress from whose wedding is it? Located in Canning Vale, it's a plus-size dress with a lace jacket, and it looks a bit like this. There's a picture. I sold my dress through this shop and have regretted it ever since. I would love to buy it back. So it would have been in about 2009. Please contact me if you have it. What's happened here? What, what chain of events has led to this ad being posted? Do we think breakup and then rekindling? Do we think needed cash and now is flush? Ah, uh, yeah, won the lotto. Can I just also point out the um, the name of this shop is bizarre. What is it? Whose wedding is it? That's <laughs> yeah. not a good name for a bridal shop. Yeah, it should mm. be your wedding. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, wow. So, yeah. so wait, what, what's 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 your theory on what happened here? You reckon you reckon that someone went through hard times and like, all right, got to pawn everything. You know, I've certainly been there in the past where I've just sold stuff and then wanted to buy it back. What's but it's just that in this instance, it's a wedding dress. And so the funny thing about this is, well, I say funny, the emotional thing about this is, if you've sold this to someone else, it's not just your wedding dress anymore. Exactly. It's also somebody else's wedding dress. Yeah. Unless, like we have done in the past, you bought a wedding dress for a hilarious sketch comedy show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that you're doing as an undergraduate at university. That's yeah. true. And that's like the best case scenario. Other than mm. it's probably covered in like blood and jizz or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> Prop blood and prop jizz. Can you but imagine <laughs> if you were, if if like we'd bought that and we had to return it to this woman and she was oh. like, "I'll buy it back. I regret every day that I sold." I'm like, yeah, we did have it in a sketch where Ben had to dress up like <laughs> the, the Bride of Frankenstein, um, and it was it was. I mean, look, yes, it is covered in green paint and blood, but <laughs> yeah. the sketch was very funny. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> this this is actually um, one area where it was, we... a, it was a uh, it was a pun. I, I I know you don't care, but I've already said it. It was a pun. <laughs> Wankenstein, Frankenstein, anyway. That's, that's why the jizz is on it. Yeah. <laughs> this is one area where we all have shared experiences, of course, given my chaser years. Uh, <laughs> I've dressed up many a wedding dress in my time. And I can also tell you, if it was the sketch type scenario, then this is the worst case scenario. Because, as you would remember, men have different bodies to women yeah. who wear wedding dresses. Yes. And so that wedding dress is damn near destroyed. Yeah. In about 12 different places. Yeah. If and it was born, born undoubtedly by has not been washed at all. Yeah. <laughs> oh. um, yeah. I mean, I mean, like the moxie on this woman is actually quite of interesting because she has gone, I regretted selling my wedding dress and I've regretted it ever since. Mm. Sell me your wedding dress. <laughs> yeah, that's <true>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Make I think, the same mistake I did. <laughs> so I think the reason why it probably is someone who, who wanted it as a wedding dress and not as a prop is that it was sold and bought through a bridal shop. Yeah, if we never went to a bridal shop. No, when we oh, were buying wedding dresses. Amateurs. Always, yeah, you go to, you go to your, your Vincent de Paul, you go to your Smith family kind of thing, you just yeah. pick up you know, the wedding dresses there. But why do you think she wants the wedding dress back? Yeah, that's the question. Like, okay, she could be getting remarried. Mm-hmm. 
If you were getting remarried, would you want to get married in the same dress? That I don't know. I think you'd want a new dress. New yeah, wedding, new dress, been, I think. Did your wife keep a wedding dress? Uh, she did keep her wedding dress, but she didn't sell it and then try and rebuy it. Okay. Right. okay. So that's where the similarities end. Do, have you kept your wedding tux, Benjamin? <laughs> I didn't have a tux. You were at my wedding. You should know that. Um, mm, I forget. Were you paying attention to anything? No. <laughs> uh, oh, I, saw, I got distracted by the giant love sign. Uh, the yeah. giant vol sign. Yeah. Up front. yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no, I just, I just got a regular suit tailored. Right. Um, have you kept that? Yeah, I wear it a lot, actually. <laughs> wore it last night. <laughs> you just bust it out when you're at... Yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing that s- screams wedding about it. You didn't get like a patch sewn into the back? That like says a... wedding. Yeah, sorry. That, that does literally <laughs> scream wedding if you press the button. to the back. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, what yeah. about you, Chaz? Have you kept your wedding gear? I, I have kept my. In fact, I just wore my wedding gear to the uh, to the Logies recently. Oh, yeah. with, with young Benjamin. With yeah. young Benjamin, that's right. Yeah, and the and the reason I did that is because I I I only have one shirt that isn't a polo shirt, <laughs> and, and I've worn that. What? I've worn that. I, 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 Sorry, not the brand polo. No, the cut polo. You yeah. only so you like, only wear polo shirts. Basically. I only wear polo shirts, as you can see right now. Yeah. I'm wearing a polo shirt. Wait, what is is this, is this a famous Chaz fact or uh, did well, you know this it, band? It's yeah. a Chaz if you, fact. If you, if, if you know him, like this <laughs> is how this is how little he changes his clothes. <laughs> <laughs> the other day he came in wearing just a completely normal shirt, and everybody was just like, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> because we knew that it wasn't one of the four. Yeah, it's true. I I, I actually still. I still have a, uh, my uncle is, uh, you might plug my uncle's business, Guido's Panel and Paint from North Queensland. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you won't be able to pronounce Sorry. that, Ben. Yeah, I was going to say, as per the rules of the podcast, <laughs> you do have to mispronounce yeah. that. Guido's <laughs> Panel and Paint? Yeah, anyway, and, and I received that shirt from him as a freebie when I was in. A promotional shirt from your. From, from my uncle. Right, yeah. When I was near 10, which is like have you 20 not, years have ago. Have you not grown in the past, <laughs> like, two decades? Well, well, no, with the shirts. Sagged, right? Okay. Yeah, you, yeah. Do you love a good polo shirt? Oh, I, I, absolutely. Well, so, as uh, evidence, are there white whales of polo shirts you're trying to track down? I love this oh. wedding dress, for example. Wouldn't wouldn't the if ideal? You, if you sold Guido's, oh, I would definitely. <laughs> I, if I if I sold Guido's pal and paint, I would definitely <laughs> come back for it. What There's absolutely a, no doubt. What about a World Youth Day Catholic Church polo? Because I saw those were around, or a um, or a Sydney 2000 Olympic volunteer polo. Oh, I reckon know? they'd be worth a fuckload. <laughs> yeah, no, no. But there's an unwritten rule with my polos; they have to be worth less than six dollars. <laughs> is that is that is that indexed to inflation? Or is that <laughs> yes, that is. <laughs> yes, yeah, yes, indeed. Well, you do raise an interesting question, though, because I don't want to get back to this wedding dress. But you, you do raise an interesting question about about yeah, you know, well, what makes a wedding dress? In that, how do we like? Why, why wouldn't you just sell a white dress? Say say to this woman, like this woman saying, oh. saying like saying this dress looks like this. And go, yeah, yeah, I used it, and I just altered it a little bit, and, oh, and you here's this it. white dress, which I'll sell to you for three thousand dollars because it's my wedding dress. Oh, that's a really good point. She's good giving record. you, she's yeah, yes. that's what she needed to do. That thing where it's like, I found a wallet. What's the what's the color and make of it? Yeah, she shouldn't have provided the no, picture. No, she should not. Have. She should have provided as much detail as she could. Without, do you think maybe there's something she's like, you know, in the way that carpenters or whatever will often carve something on the inside of a panel so no one will ever see it. But if they ever have to check, they'll know it's there. So they know it's their own work type thing. No, I, I did know. not know that, but I'm not oh. going to steal any carpentry from now on. Well, this yeah. is, oh, this is, well, I don't know if they do it nowadays because it's all bloody made in machines now. My mm. grandfather, certainly, he was a French polisher and a carpenter and he 
kind of wrote poems on the inside of things and he would carve things on he the inside. what, mate? Mate, this is like episode 50 of this podcast <laughs> yeah. and you still, and this is the first time you've mentioned this? You had a relative who carved secret poems into the underside of tables. I think it was quite common as a thing to do. It was, like, it was in the panelling that no one would oh, see. Being insufferable is genetic. <laughs> <laughs> But just build a fucking table, mate. Is that, so, is that why this has taken three weeks? It's so you would know that it was your. Couldn't think of anything to rhyme with melancholy. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Just give me the fucking table. I'm eating on the floor. It's like a signature thing, you know. It's like the way artists they have like secret messages underneath the canvas or something. Hang sometimes. on, hang on. I've read the Da Vinci Code. All right, I know all about it. You can't fool me. I thought maybe this lady had had done something. Maybe on the inside seam of the of the dress or something. Oh, she's left a little mark. Rip it open. Maybe there's some microfilm in there. She needs to track it down because she got her <laughs> hand into the. And now she's like this. You know, twenty years later, the the spies. Yeah. I Finally, can't. a credible scenario for this. Ad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, I was thinking we could do some yik yak chat. Oh, Oops. great! Oh, yes. Okay. So, Chaz, this is a uh, this is a portion of the show we go through the <laughs> app yik yak where yep. people do a lot of anonymous confessions and questions. Okay. Some people have sent some in. <laughs> Uh, Twitter user Katan Joshi has gotten in touch with us. Thank you very much. And uh, this, this is a twofer. This is a two-parter. <laughs> the first one uh, is kind of like a funny, ironic joke one. Uh-huh. It says, uh, when you're in a lecture and you start thinking about Bay, which yeah. is your girlfriend or your boyfriend, and then you realize that you should be paying attention, but now you have no idea what's going on, so you keep on thinking about Bay. That's hey? nice. Pretty, pretty it's sweet. good to think about Bay. And then directly underneath that, <laughs> it says... I'm stuck in a toilet. <laughs> I'm stuck in a toilet. People keep coming in. I want to get away with my work poop. <laughs> and then, I, I did not see this originally, but there's a threefer. And then someone else has replied to that one, which is just, how good is it to poop just after the cleaners have cleaned the toilet? <laughs> so, you've got like a, so you've got like a sweet little joke and then two horrendous poop ones. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the poo one's even more disturbing when you consider the various connotations of trying to get away with my work poo. <laughs> <laughs> that could be awful. Jeremy Vassallo, or Vassalo, again, not sure. I think it'd be Vassalo rather than Vassalo. Depends if you're carving a fucking poem about Tommy Dassalo <laughs> into a table and you want something to rhyme with him. Uh, Jeremy Vassalo's gotten in touch with us to send in these yik yaks he's found. And he said, uh, people, he goes, where I am, people are always asking for financial advice. <laughs> So again, you've got these kind of poop ones. You've got in, in this screen cap, you've got other people saying, um, "Do we know what area this is?" I, I do not know, but uh, people saying when you have petty arguments with your significant other and you don't even know what the cause of it is, kind of thing. You know, they're yeah. talking about that, and then someone's gone, "Hey, is four thousand dollars enough for a first-time investment in shares?" <laughs> <laughs> I cannot think of a worse place to yeah. go for financial because <laughs> the whole reason financial advice works is. That you know that you can hold the person accountable <laughs> who's giving you that advice. You are literally just throwing that into the universe. Exactly. And the thing about Yikak is it's entirely anonymous. It's so anonymous. There yeah. is no credentials. There's absolutely no... You cannot, you cannot have retribution <laughs> against someone who gives you false information. So basically yeah. what you're inviting is someone to give you bad information that will profit them and them alone. And this is a person, by the way, who has $4,000 at least. Yeah. And yet they won't spend one cent of that but advice better than yik yak. Also, like in shares. Exactly. What are yeah. you? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's read out some live yik yaks from oh. around Ultimo. Here we go. A wise man once said, "Nothing 
he just let her vent and got sex afterwards. Hell! Oh, Yikak's the worst. Oh. Ditch the witch. <laughs> Have you considered porn theatre, my friend? <laughs> exactly, exactly. I'm only okay at a lot of things. Not really great at anything. And I love so many things. How am I supposed to decide what to do with my life? That's a really good question. Really good question. What do you? How, how, how have you decided what your passions are, Ben? I'm very good at very few things. Right, okay. <laughs> I'm not good at much. It's really just an elimination game. Right, So, this, but this person is the opposite problem. They're, they have a broad, they're mm. a, a jack yeah. of all trades, yeah. a master of none. Yeah. Chaz, are you, a, are you a specific person or a broad person no, with your talents? No, I'm definitely, definitely like Ben, elimination. It's basically where do people not call the police? That's where I would go. Incidentally, you have probably done your most successful kind of like nationally famous things where people have called the police. That's right. The That's federal right. police. <laughs> all right, let's move on. Mm. Chaz, do you, have a, do you have a classified for us there? I Certainly do. Let's go with let's just go with a visual one because you know <laughs> this is a podcast. These <laughs> yeah, all kinds. Okay, I've got here a hanging picture. Now I'm gonna have to describe it for you because it is indeed a picture. It is a oh. framed painting. It uh-huh. appears to be a painting. I, I, I want you to think of. I want you to think of the uh, yeah yeah the the three wolf moon. Type yep. scenario. Yeah. So okay, it's kind of semi mystical. I'm yeah. seeing. I'm seeing this sort of. I, I don't know. If, I don't even know if there's still a TV guide, but the sort of art that would be sold in a TV guide in the mid '90s, or in a re- Reader's Digest or something. Yeah, like the the sort of alongside like a plate with Diana's face on it. Look, look, my memory of the mid '90s is a little different, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, um, well, well, I'm, I don't remember the, big, the mid '90s being a time when people sold pictures of four big cats. Yep, we're talking uh, a lion, uh, a tiger. A leopard and... Uh, I that could be a puma. Could be a puma. Could be a puma. Oh, like you can't rule it out. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what that one is. Is that another tiger? I think they it's just run a, out of big cats. It's just a cat. <laughs> it's just a tabby. And, uh, and they're, all, they're, they're looking very spiritual, these cats. And look, they're saying, they're saying a little... There's obviously hidden depths to this because they've got two photos from two different angles, <laughs> which appear to me to be almost identical. Yeah, I'd say completely <laughs> identical. The, <laughs> but the four sets of eyes do follow you around the room. <laughs> yes, they do. And uh, this, this costs $10 in case you're interested. Mm. Yep. Uh, it's, a, it's a 2D picture. It's a 2D picture yeah, specified. That is the on. entire description. It just says 2D yeah. picture. 2D picture, 2D picture. Uh, condition used. It's been looked at, this, this, this picture. <laughs> <laughs> that is another great philosophical question. When, when has a painting been used? Yeah, I mean, hasn't it been used as soon as the artist looks upon it? Could be. Mm. Um, yeah, the, the, 2D, the 2D picture, is it that this is such an arresting image? The <laughs> <laughs> word it leaps out at you. That the person feels the need to be like, no, no, yeah. this mm. is very much... <laughs> In, in, in keeping with the des- description as a picture, yeah. it is two-dimensional. And that's important to specify because these are big cats. So you would be scared if you thought yeah. it, it could actually leap out of you. Only $10 too. Only $10. Can, can I just draw, draw your attention to one subtle f- piece of this picture? And that is the wall that it is on. It looks very much like the kind of wall you would expect in, they say, the hallway of some kind of sort of secure corridor. I was going to say prison. Yeah, yeah, or prison. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm imagining the kind of secure environment, perhaps prison, yeah. that you would have a picture of uh, four big cats. No, there's nothing there for scale as well. So I don't know if this if this is like a foot tall or 10 foot tall. Yeah, no, you're yeah. right. There's absolutely, absolutely no right. dimensions. But we do not, well, there is dimensions. There's two of them. Well, this is the other thing. <laughs> the dimensions are completely arbitrary, right? So yeah. they're implying that the d- dimensions here are length and breadth, I, I think, you know, a, a vertical and a horizontal. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be height but, and width. Like, Well, yeah, but what I mean is, well, it could be height and width. It just depends on what 
how you describe it. But sure. it's selling the painting short. I mean, you could measure another dimension of, you know, cats. Yep. Yeah. Cats in that. That's a dimension. But you know, like, like, the like, color spectrum. Like another we, dimension. We often and have on this podcast sort of like um, uh, criticize people for over-egging a product. But at what point are you happy with that copy? <laughs> to, to the picture. It, it, it's both incredibly lazy, but also weirdly detailed. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, okay, what is an example of a 3D picture? Probably a, a hologram. M- Magic thing. Eye. Magic Eye. Harry Potter painting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Is the Mona Lisa a 3D picture? Because her eyes follow you across the room. They is just that a thing? Don't. Don't they? No. I've read the Da Vinci Code. Do you think that is actually a thing that, that they do? Like that Da Vinci had some way of doing that? I just, I, I just. Look, I'm not ruling it out. I've been to the, the Louvre. Yeah, mate, we've all been to the Louvre. And I reckon behind the Mona Lisa, yep. that's where Jacques Chirac or some motherfucker is there. Uh-huh. And, and you think it's just, oh, I'm just here to... And what he's spying on everyone. Jacques Chirac? I, I, you think you're famous French people? Famous French politicians? I, are, are you confusing Jacques Chirac with Scooby-Doo? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it often happens. Yeah. Who is, all right, who's the current prime minister or president of France then? Ben? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. The current one. Yeah. Okay. Name a politician who's been who's been in France and famous. After <laughs> <laughs> you ben? turn to the much more informed chat. Who Ben? Who, who Ben? <laughs> I'd say it's probably oh, back, shot in the dark. Francois Hollande. Uh, <laughs> might be. Uh, no helping. He's <laughs> cheating. <laughs> you are listening to France trivia chat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's move okay. along. Ben, do you have one? Ah, uh, yeah. Sure. This is taken from the Woodford area in Queensland. Hello, mm. Woodford. It's $2,400 negotiable. That is, that is not a not insignificant amount of money. No. Is it enough to put in shares? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is a license plate, right? And it, the, the license plate says FNF 06. Okay. That is what's being sold. You okay. could think that they're selling a car for that. But what they are selling is the license plate that is attached to the car. How much? For $2,400. FNF 06. Very regretful sale of my beloved Fast and Furious 6 Ah. personal plates. That is the movie. Yeah. Is is that the most recent one? No, no. The new one's seven, isn't it? Okay, there you go. I had bought them before Paul Walker died as I had a Mark 1 escort, escort, that I was going to rebuild as a replica of the one he drove in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hence why I got blue. I think the plates are blue. Um, but due to a change in my life, I had to sell the car. So it's only selfish for me to keep the plates. Oh, sound, sounds like someone's being forced to grow up. <laughs> really? They could be put on any car. <laughs> no reasonable offer refused. Okay. So this, why can't this person keep those plates... For their new car, or well, they don't have a car anymore. He, well, that's a good point because he does. If he did get a new car, he does undercut his own thing because he can put it on any car. Yeah, not my right. car though. Also, if he's saying really, you can put it on any car. Does that not completely undermine the idea of personalized plates? No, because you can put it on any car, yeah. but you can't put any plate on your car. No, what I'm what? saying is like. Your, your getting a personalized plate is meant to be something that is unique to you uh-huh. and says something about you or your car. But if you can go on any car, it's just shit. <laughs> Maybe he's changing circumstances is that he's moving underwater. Go <laughs> and, on. And so there's no need for, for any car anymore. Oh, uh, yeah. You see? Yeah. No, that could... Because uh, transport is by, by a submarine yep. at best. Oh, no, you can put them on a submarine. Do boats need... This is another dumb... <laughs> Boats don't have boats license. have registrations, but, but they don't yeah, have license plates. No, but they've no. got. Na- are you? Is it? A, are you allowed to have a boat with the same name as someone else's boat? 
Oh, that's a really interesting question because, like, because there'd be so many fucking boats called like the ex-wife and like yeah, exa exactly the midlife know. crisis. Yeah. All aboard the midlife crisis. Ha -ha, it's real. It. I'm really sad. You have to register it, maybe. I don't know. With the boat authority, water police. I hope you do because <laughs> I really, I really hope you do. I'm sorry, I have to ask Richard's brain. <laughs> because I hope that when you call your boat that, you, like, you need to call up some bureaucrat who goes, okay. I think that'd be good. Have I told you that thing that I wonder about, about license plates? Because I don't think you can have the word fuck on a license plate, right? I don't think you can Probably have FCUK, right? Mm. Right. F-U-C-K, you mean? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> You're really descending. <laughs> you can't spell fuck. <laughs> Go on. Alrighty. Or has the branding of French Connection gone probably, so you know far? What? You probably couldn't. You probably couldn't have FC UK <laughs> because they'd already have it. Nice save. Anyway, <laughs> so I I looked into this because I'm interested if there is if it's on a case by case basis. Right. If it comes into the to the to the plate people and they're like, well, no, you that can't says, have that says cuntmobile, <laughs> and for one, that's too many letters. <laughs> but two, like that's we're not going to have this on the streets. Mm. Or if there's a list. Of, of a pre-approved, sorry, probably quicker to do a list of things you can't have. Yeah. Check. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because I looked into this, right? I mm. looked in to see what had been registered. Because okay. you can just do that. when You can go to the RTA's website. It's a really fun game. I was playing it with a friend of the podcast, James Coley, on Twitter the other day. And you just search the registries. You just go, can I have this plate? And they right. go, that's available. Right. right. And I searched fuck and it was available. But I'm pretty sure you can't get that. Right. right? So you search it, it says, it says available. Then you go to the actual yeah. shop so, and they're like... So my point is, it. hey, my, the thing I'm setting up here is my point is that they will tell you if a plate is available, not because it's rude, yeah. just because it'll, it's taken. That's the only reason they'll tell you, right? Yep. And I was going back and forth with friend of the podcast, James Coley, trying to find the best ones that weren't available, that people were driving around with. Right. And he found one that just said... I did 9-11. <laughs> well, it exists already. I yeah, did 9-11. I did 9-11. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. If that was registered in like 1999, <laughs> that would be the best. <laughs> Shallow foresight. <laughs> Can you imagine like, you know what it could be? It could actually be like, I don't know about you, but like, sometimes you like to give somebody a present, but you like to put a little bit of spice on it so it's not quite so nice. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> when you say you, do you mean me specifically? That's yeah. the thing I love to do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, do you think that's like an unbelievable parent buying a kid a car for their kid? <laughs> but just being like, I'm just going to make you not quite enjoy this as much as you could because your license plate is I did 9-11. That's pretty cool. Can I just... Draw your attention to a thought I just had, uh, which would really screw over this guy, this FNF06 guy. Now, you know how he's selling these plates for like $2,900? Yeah. Right? Uh, the, the, the 24 or a reasonable offer. Yeah, $2,400. Okay. Now, these is, this is registered in Queensland, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you just registered your car in New South Wales with FNF06, you could get those plates for a Whoa. lot less. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> exactly. Oh. So I can see why he's saying or a reasonable offer. <laughs> I would imagine that reasonable offer should be exactly how much it costs to register novelty plates in a different state. <laughs> do you think that? Also, do you think, and I don't know what the actual, like, the system in Queensland is, like it needs to be letters, 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 and numbers or whatever. Mm -hmm. But do you think it's possible that this is just the plates that the system spat out <laughs> and the guy's, like, done some thinking about it and Wait he's like, second. hang on, that could stand for, like, oh, I don't know, like... 
You know, like Friday night football. Friday night football, exactly. Yeah, that's not really a thing. And, and he's seen that Paul Walker's died, and he's gone. Hang on, cashing S- in, cashing in. Yeah, I mean, are you allowed to sell plates that aren't personalized? I don't know. Do you own the? I think you only. I think maybe you only own the plate if it's personalized. Otherwise, when you deregister your car, it just goes back yeah. into the system. I yeah, expect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. Probably. But I don't know. Imagine if the system accidentally just spat out, I did 9 <laughs> 11. Imagine, imagine if that was like, and that would be a good racket for the hey. RTA. If, you, if, you, if they gave you, I did 9 11, and you're like, oh, hang on. No, I don't know if you. It's like, like, well, it's going to cost you $30,000. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's id 91 1. It's idid. Like, what's the. Um, hey, I have a question about that as well. Mm. If there is a banned list, is that someone's job? Yeah, is that someone's job? Exactly. That's the best job in the world to go through all the combinations of number plate and be like, well, this, here are all the ways I can spell fuck with a four or whatever. Exactly. Or be like, is Jew boy a thing that, <laughs> is that okay? Like Jew oh, boy? Man. That sounds hateful, but I mean Is like, that a job and how can I get that job? And if there is a list, could you use that to exploit that to screw people around who you know want personalized plates? Like let's say, you know, this guy wants F and F06, right? Uh. And, so you, and so you go into the registry and you just act like a prick. Get, get the guy who makes the list, right? Yeah, Act yeah. like a prick and then go, from the few, mate, from the few. <laughs> and the guy's like, okay, I'm going to put in the list. <laughs> and then that guy can't get his personalised plates. Yeah. You can blackmail him. It's like, Fnuf? What's that say? Oh, that's only like the worst thing you can call somebody. <laughs> <laughs> it's all over Twitter right now. Come on. All right, we've got time for one more. Chaz, do you want there? I certainly do. Uh, this one is from Gumtree uh, in Secret Harbour. And they are certainly harboring a secret, all right, because uh, they are selling a 1936 Olympic Games statuette. Do you recall much about the 1936 Olympic Games? 36 Olympic Games. Where was that? I think it might have been in Berlin. It had a European flavour. Yes, it might have. This is a statuette given to all of the International Olympic Committee delegates for the 1936 Olympic Games in Berlin. These are the games in which Hitler was infuriated to believe that the Negro Jesse Owens could win so many gold medals because of the Aryan race. These are the last Olympic Games before World War II. Even during these Olympic Games, they were wearing and flying the swastika. The Nazi German war machine then began in 1939. Hey, nothing to do with Nazis, this one. Yeah. It's 1939 the Nazis started, okay? Wait, so this this is a statue from the Berlin Games. Yes. That has been given to an IOC delegate. Right? Yes. Yeah, it seems a bit not ke- in keeping. $500, by the way, in case you're interested. $500. $500. Feels like not in keeping with Nazi principles that everybody gets a prize. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe he's on to something. Well, I, I do feel like what, what, what this is, is it is a statue made and crafted by the most evil regime in history, yep. you know, and then given to, I think, what is the most corrupt body in all of sport? Well, I mean, probably back then. I mean, FIFA now gives them a pretty good run for their <laughs> yeah, money. <laughs> but, like, the, the, these you know, sort of European sportocrats are my favourite types of people, right? Yeah. Because they just hoard all this kind of, let's say, Nazi statues. <laughs> sure. Flog them off later. But this has somehow ended up in Secret Harbour yeah. in Australia. Yeah, Mike, I have to correct you. Sorry. They, they, these are not the Nazi Olympics. These are simply the games in which Hitler was infuriated <laughs> to believe that the Negro Jesse Owens could win so many gold medals. Can I ask, is the word They're Negro just... in inverted commas there? Because I feel like it should be. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> yeah. It's like just because you're talking about Hitler, like, 
Are you using his voice there? <laughs> yeah. Like, he like, just did a thing during his Olympics. You know? Yeah. Like it's not the Nazi Olympics. <laughs> yeah. And they have really kind of just really revisionized history there, yes, haven't they? they? It's have. a real revisionist view where they say, oh, the Nazi war machine didn't begin until 1939. <sighs> I think there are some people really in Central Europe who might disagree with that, to be honest. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I do find something interesting also about this, which is that I, just look, I can't look at them more from this cellar. Uh, also from the cellar is a Coca-Cola pocket knife, 1933. Ooh. So I think uh, maybe the secret in Secret Harbor <laughs> is that they, he is a Nazi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we. So they, well, if he was a Nazi, he'd be a Fanta pocket knife. Yeah, well, they, were, <laughs> they weren't all, you know, they didn't all flee to Argentina, apparently. Yeah. Some of them came right here to Secret Harbor. Oh, my God. Extraordinary. Hey, uh, that is about it for this week's episode. Thank you so much mm. for listening. We got some people to thank. Mm. As always, if you've uh, reviewed us on iTunes, I want to say thank you to Pain Train 24, uh-huh. Delta Spheres, and Caleb, as well as Sound of Water. These uh-huh. are all usernames. I think I think people's iTunes usernames are like, no one thinks anyone's ever going to see them, so they don't put a lot of effort into them. Yeah. As opposed to like your Twitter handle yeah. or your Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and also Sound of Water, who says that he or she cleans their house. I've listened to this podcast, so thank you very much for listening. Can I also thank the porn cinema for an image <laughs> I will never erase from my mind ever of many butts in a cinema. <laughs> uh, and also, uh, Ben, this is the first episode in many weeks where we've gone through the entire ep without mentioning the Macaulay Culkin film uh, Home Alone. <laughs> That's true. Which uh, Steve, so... listener Steve Hine got in contact with us and a friend of mine, Steve Hine, got in contact with me to tell me, he was like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Why do you talk about Home Alone every fucking episode? So I'd like to say... Um... That scene where he's got the inflatable clown and making him oh, like he's having a very shower. Very good. Very good. Um, <laughs> and you didn't even talk about Jurassic Park either. We I, didn't. I think I've really thrown you off your game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have any plugging? Uh, this week I'm going to be performing comedy at Mike and Hand. It's not a big thing. I'm hosting there. It's always a fun night. Come along to that if you're in Sydney. Yep. Uh, as well as that, no. I think, oh, actually, no, I've got this new show. If you're into esports or esports, uh, mm-hmm. Check out Good Game Well Played. It's my new... It is a great show. <gasps> oh, thank you. I just realised. Yes? If you had a porn cinema, you could call it The Mic in Hand. There <laughs> you go! <laughs> um, I have something to plug. Yes? Um, there's an old LucasArts game um, <laughs> called Grim Fandango. Great game. It's just been released on the iPad. Yeah. And they don't need my help, but I'm really enjoying it. <laughs> it really passed me by. I can't. When I was a kid, I didn't. I oh, really? You play? I played a lot of Grim Fandango. It's great. I, I played Sam and Max, um, uh, which right. was a kind of similar. Okay. Yeah. So that's <laughs> something to, you should, might like to check out. Uh, Chaz, you're doing pretty all right for yourself, but in case you want to plug anything on our little podcast. Uh, look, I'm going to be selling some uh, polo shirts one day and then rebind them. So uh, <laughs> Look out for that. <laughs> if you want to get in contact with us, our email address is contact at freetoagoodhomepodcast.com. You can tweet at us at ftaghpod, and our Facebook is facebook.com slash freetoagoodhomepodcast. There is a great picture I've just put up today on our Facebook that... Um, we could we'll probably be taken down. Yeah, we'll see if anyone reports it. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll <laughs> Thank see you, you next so time. much. Oh, hang on. Hang on. You hadn't oh. thanked our guest. Oh, it's, oh well, okay. It was implied. I'm sorry. Yeah, was it implied, was it? It's implied. It's implied. Thank you very much. <laughs> see you later. <laughs> see you. Bye. Bye. Like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain. If you're not into yoga, if you have half a
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 